there seems to be a call from God that has a repenting feel to it where he actually is is asking different pastors, different male leaders to go into churches and to repent because women have been kept from the pulpit. They've been kept from speaking. They've been kept in, in such a place that they really haven't been utilized. And, and God loves women. God loves to hear what they have to say because he talks to us. So there's something that he's trying to shift. And it's a, I think it's a really important thing to understand that we all have these gifts and, and God wants to use us equally. And I think that's what his, his heart has been saying to a lot of different pastors. And that's definitely the guest. Uh, the um, thing with our guest <laughs> and his name is Mike Willis. He's a, a prophet and an evangelist. And I am so honored to have him here because he has been going to different churches and he's been speaking this message of love back to the women and calling them back to the pulpit. So welcome to Touch by Prayer. Welcome, Mike. It's such a pleasure and honor to have you here. Well, it's a real joy to be here with you tonight, Lisa. So there has been something now, this kind of happened with you just recently that your heart kind of got stirred into a direction of going into different churches and almost like, like asking for forgiveness, but in a, it's kind of like in a spiritual realm. Cause it's not you personally who has been telling people or women, you know, don't, don't come to the pulpit, but this has been something from, from, you know, years and generations past, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll just say this, you know, I, I usually preach in about a hundred meetings a year. And as I travel around the United States of America, um, most of the meetings and most of the churches I go to, I feel like I'm doing a women's meeting because there's not a whole lot of men, um, in these churches, you know? And, uh, so one of the things that I, uh, recognized is that a lot of the women, they needed inner healing and they needed physical healing. And they would tell me that they were suppressed by men, like either controlled by men or suppressed by men um, in regards to doing what God's called them to do. So I, I think that this is definitely a need of, of men coming in to the local church and uh, addressing this and repenting. So... Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you were saying that they needed some inner healing because what what I found, including for myself, is that I didn't understand my identity in Christ. I didn't know what it was like to be a daughter, to to walk in the fullness of, of with the Holy Spirit and and to start speaking to people and ministering to people like that, that was so far off of my radar. So when it started to happen, I was like, okay, what is this? <laughs> because in some of the churches that I went to, they, they were predominantly men. So I, I didn't kind of know where, where I would fit in. Right. Well, you know, um, God has been speaking to me, you know, about his daughters. Um, I would say about a couple years back, uh, about two years back, um, while in the shower, of all places, right? But he loves to talk in the shower, by the way. There you go. I'm <laughs> telling you, God gives me messages and revelation in the shower. It's awesome. But what I wanted to say is that God spoke to me in the shower. He said, Michael, I want you to minister to my daughters. I want you to encourage them, prophesy over them. I want you to minister both physical and emotional healing to them. And I'll tell you what, Lisa, after he gave me that word, it was like an anointing came on me and pastors start calling me and I start getting invitations to preach in women's conferences. Now, I had never spoken in women's conferences. It was always, uh, you know, a prophetic conference or that type of theme. Now, God's got me going from Florida to Texas to all over the country, ministering to women in these women's conferences. And um, I believe, and this is what God showed me, you know, sometimes it just takes a word from a man to bring a healing to a woman. Just, just a word uh, of encouragement and a word to tell them their value 
and inner healing begins to happen. And we've seen this all over the United States um, as I travel and minister. It's, it's so powerful. Well, I think that's a beautiful thing because lately, you know, daddy's been having me use words to break some of the things. But if you if you start to kind of go back to it, most women, not all women, but a lot of women, the majority of the hurts and the deepest hurts have come from male figures in their life. It could be from their father or it could be from a boyfriend or it could be from a husband. So that to me makes so much sense because I think that I think when you have given your heart, because the first person we really, as a woman, we give our heart to is our daddies. That's, you know, and that's been like scientifically kind of proven. So, but in the spiritual realm, we're supposed, you know, we should have been giving our hearts to, to the father. And I think what happens is that if you have a bad daddy relationship with your earthly father, it's harder for you to have a good daddy relationship with your heavenly father because we're kind of viewing them on the same playing field. So I think that giving that word of, of healing, I, I think that's that's a very powerful you know, weapon that daddy has in his arsenal, you know, counteracting some of the words that have been spoken. Yeah. And I think a lot has to do with the fact that once they understand their identity in Christ, um, a lot of those wounds begin to heal. Um, you know, uh, inner healing is a process, you know, um, you know, not just women, but men, you know, a lot of times, you know, men, uh, they, they've been abused growing up by their father as well. And then they wind up taking it out on their wife or their girlfriend or, or, or such. And so, um, I think, I think men need, they need prayer, (laughs) you know, uh, men of God need prayer. I don't care how anointed you are. Um, you know, there's, there's a need for deliverance. There's a need for inner healing. And, um, but as far as, you know, uh, women, I am so pumped up right now about what God is doing with his daughters right now. Women of God that are anointed, that are gifted, that um, are just really a voice. And that's what God has called his daughters to be. Not to be silent, but to be a voice and a voice that will be heard. And I'll tell you what, I'm watching this as I travel around the country. I'm watching God raise up women of God that are powerful, that are gifted, you know, and sometimes all it takes is for them to be released. Yeah. Know? And I think that's important because if it, it's kind of like birds, you know, baby birds, you know, they get fed, they get taken care of, but there has to be a point where they get pushed out that they get released because if they don't, they actually will die in the nest. So it's, it's a really important thing that sometimes it's uncomfortable to get pushed out, but it's important to get pushed out because if you don't start walking into your, what you've been called to do, unfortunately, the fear will almost overtake you and you'll actually stop dead in your tracks. You'll be like, oh, this, this can't possibly be me. But I think when somebody recognizes it and says, no, this is what you're called to do. This is where you're supposed to go. There's something inside of you that just kind of lights up and goes, woohoo, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. You know, and I want to speak to um, the women that are um, listening to this broadcast because I I want to pray a little later on. But I just want to say that, you know, <clears throat> that God has a call of God on his daughters. And there are so many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers that are women that are burning with the fire of God. And um, I believe God right now in this, in this time, in this season, has raised up an army of women that are really going to bring transformation, not only in the local church, but, but transformation to society. Because, <clears throat> you know, for the longest time, like I said, women have been suppressed. They've been kind of like pushed back or, you know, like some men uh, perhaps have said to them, you know, you know, you're not called to do that. You're supposed to stay back here. And, but no, 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 no. 
God is releasing his daughters in this hour. And I'm very excited about it. You know, um, he, he's raising up an army. I agree. And um, one of the things I want to say is the Lord spoke to me and said, Mike, they're lionesses. Mm-hmm. They're lionesses and they're called to roar. And um, <clears throat> so I've been encouraging women. I've been telling them their worth, their value. I've been, I've been prophesying over them. I've been pulling the gold out of them. <clears throat> you know, so many times people like point the finger, you know, we all been through that in the church <clears throat> where people, people are judged or, or, or perhaps somebody has pointed the finger, but see, God is reversing that. Now we don't want to do that. We want to pull the gold. We want to look at the good and um, <clears throat> we want to release and activate women of God to do all that God has called them to do. I'm telling you, we're in a time where, and I said this, I've been traveling and telling people this, that, that the year 2016 is the year of prophetic fulfillment. I agree. And I believe with my whole heart that the prophetic word that God has spoken over his daughters, we are going to see the fulfillment of that this year. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. And, you know, it's what's very cool is I, the other thing that I kind of see is there's like, I see a shifting of how to do a conference where, where a conference isn't just somebody speaking, you go, you listen, you leave, nothing changes, but it be, it becomes an interactive training ground (laughs) where people come and they leave equipped Right. Like, because th- there, there has to be a shift in the body there. Everybody is crying out for more. You can hear it. I mean, we're crying out. Look at Azusa now. I mean, 110,000 people went to Los Angeles looking for the more of God. Some of them were operating in the fullness of it. Some people didn't even know about the fullness of it. So <laughs> we're, we're on so many different playing levels of playing that we, we, we kind of need to start getting those who are really, really up to start training those who are really, really like not, like not even understanding what they can do. Because if we all grow up, we can do a lot more because, you know, as as it says, it says, you know, the, the workers are few, the job is enormous, but the workers are few. And I think that it's so beautiful because one of the things that you were saying is that, you know, think about some of the women that God used in the Bible. He used Esther for such a time as this. And I, I kind of feel like we're in kind of a, for such a time as this, that he's grooming and he's anointing and he's getting his, his girls prepared. But I, I also go back to Deborah, who was a prophetess, but she also could judge. She could see truth and she understood the father's heart about things and people would go to her for counsel. So one of the things that you were saying is that it's going to change like some of the dynamics, the way that people are thinking. And I thought that, so the first person I thought of was Deborah when you said that. So I I feel that's a, that's a super strong word because if we look at the way that history goes, we, we come into these places where God kind of not, well, I want to say repeats, but like that the giftings and the anointings on people, when they go to be with the father, they don't just die. They just get transferred. And I feel like there's a big transference that's coming. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, I I would say this, that the waters are rising, <laughs> yeah. that there's an increase of the anointing right now. And, um, you know, I believe in impartation. I believe in transfer of anointing. Absolutely. You know, I believe in uh, mantles dropping, you know, picking up mantles and, and things like that as well. And so, but this is what I see. I'll tell you what I see. You know, I see women really moving in healing ministry. Yeah. You know, that scripture comes to me in Matthew 10, verse eight, where Jesus says, you know, <clears throat> go and preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils freely you received, freely give. And I believe that we're going to see women 
have a ministry sort of like Catherine Coleman. I don't want to say Catherine Coleman, but but that type of ministry where where they're going to have stadium yeah. meetings where people are going to come and get healed and delivered, you know? And so God is raising up women sort of like Catherine Coleman yes. that carry this healing power. And uh, everywhere they go, whether it's, you know, in a church or on the streets, God is going to flow through them and, and minister healing and deliverance. You know, it's, it's just amazing what the Lord is doing right now with, with his daughters, you know, and, um, you know, what I love, and I noticed this, I want to just share this, Lisa is, is that the, the ladies that I know, the women of God that I know, you know, that I associate with, they're all intercessors, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. and you know, I might tell you something right now, <clears throat> I'm an intercessor myself. I mm-hmm. spend a lot of time praying and interceding. Can you just, can you just explain what an intercessor is? I just for anybody who's tuning in, who doesn't quite understand what that is. Cause I, I think it's, it's so important to understand this calling. Okay. Well, first of all, when you intercede, you stand in the gap for somebody else. Okay, but but Jesus, his position right now is he ever lives to intercede for us. So what we're doing is we're actually interceding. We're connecting. That's even a better word. We're connecting with his intercession. And so we pray what he is praying. We, we, he's interceding. We connect with that intercession and we release that here on, on the earth. Um, you know, there's a big difference between intercession and just a simple prayer. You know, um, lately the Lord's been speaking to me about prayer. You know, God's plan is for his house to be a house of prayer for all nations. And, um, you know, this is something that, you know, where the shift comes in, you know, so here, here's the deal with that. We're going to (laughs) pray or we're not going to have any choice to pray because, because he's good. That's, that's where it's going right now. So, um, so the deal, the deal with that is, um, intercession is, is extremely important. Um, to stand in the gap, to pray on behalf of others, um, whatever God puts on your heart, whatever Jesus is interceding for, you know, um, I was just, uh, you know, thinking yesterday about the, the four kingdoms, you know, and for us to really be effective in prayer and intercession, we need to understand the four kingdoms. Can you explain what the four kingdoms I sure are? Can, Thank of you. Of course. <laughs> um, the four kingdoms are, you know, where we're at right here is the kingdoms of this world. Mm-hmm. That's where the devil operates through man. Okay. Then we have the kingdom of darkness. Okay. The kingdom of darkness. Um, obviously is where the devil operates. Then we have the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in us. Okay. And we have the kingdom of heaven. That's where Jesus and father God, that's, and these are all realms, by the way, I can call them, you know, I can call them places or I call them realms, but we, as, as a son and daughter, we are to pray from heaven, the kingdom of heaven. And when we pray from that place, we release what, what, what's in, we release that which is in heaven here on this earthly scene. So in other words, you know, um, we, we're called to bring heaven to earth. We're called to bring, you know, that which is in heaven already done. We're to pray and release that here on this earthly realm. And so, um, does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it even, you know, when Jesus, when the disciples were asking Jesus how to pray, you know, 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So bring heaven to earth right. so that your will can be done here on earth. Right. So what, what you're saying is it's, it's absolutely truth because as we carry the presence of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God that dwells inside us, that raised Jesus from the dead, that operated in all the gifting that Jesus did while he was here and, he, and for the three years that he did signs, wonders, and miracles, that is the same spirit that once you are baptized with it dwells inside you, you can release that out to others. Right. And that is so powerful, but so misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, God's called us to to release heaven on earth. Right. You know, I tell people that all the time. I'm coming. I'm bringing heaven with me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, and so, <clears throat> you know, we're to we're to you know release that which is in heaven here on this earthly realm, you know, God wants to manifest healing. There's no sickness in heaven. That's right. So God wants to release healing here on this earth, you know, and peace and peace. He wants to release peace. Peace is a big thing. Exactly. That's yeah. So, so, you know, so, you know, uh, prayer and intercession is powerful. You know, I tell people this, you know, like I could not survive if I didn't pray. Yeah. You know, and so. Uh, but I think there's a difference in in praying and interceding. And I was just actually having a conversation with my friend right before the show. And I said, there is such a difference when we when we actually speak and declare and like, like say we're praying for healing for someone and we speak and declare it because, you know, in our mouth, in our tongue is blessings and cursing. So we can speak blessings over someone. But when we intercede, we are actually hearing the heartbeat, the, the thoughts of the father. And we're just praying and into agreement, those things to come. Right. And one of the things is like, if you, if you want to talk about what intercession is, intercession is God giving us a seed, us taking the seed and saying, okay, we're going to put it into dirt. Now we're going to start watering it. We're going to start watering it with our prayer. What's going to happen is you're not going to see anything on the surface because first the seed has to break apart. Then it has to start to grow roots. And when the, when the roots are strong enough, that's when it starts to shoot through the dirt. That's when you can start to see it. So sometimes when we pray and we pray and we're in intercession, sometimes we, we groan and we, we don't understand why. Well, maybe it's because those roots are getting stronger. Maybe it's because that, that seed wasn't germinated properly. Maybe it's because it was starting to dry out and we needed to add more water. But I think that in the intercession process, if we always think that we are, we are we're, we're basically partnering with Jesus right. to start growing things. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of times, you know, I just, I pray in tongues, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's a big part of intercession, you well, know? I, I don't know if you can actually, well, I guess you could be an intercessor. And, and, and let me just to clarify something. The movie War Room. Uh-huh. People who saw the movie War Room, and I've, I've spoken about this on, on the show, but I feel like the Holy Spirit saying, say this again, because if you saw War Room and something inside of you rose up to, I need to start praying or I need to go build myself a War Room, most likely you're called to be an intercessor. Because only God calls intercessors. And so when an intercessor does, as you pray, all of a sudden people pop into your head. You're not even thinking about them. They just all of a sudden pop into your head or a situation pops into your spirit. And you start praying about something that you weren't even thinking about. Well, the father was thinking about it. Right. It's standing in the gap. Yes. That's what it is. That's what intercession is. You're you're standing in the gap on behalf of someone else. Absolutely. So, so in other words, you know, Jesus is the intercessor. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit, the word of God says that the Holy Spirit intercedes. You know? And so, <clears throat> you know, the thing is this that that um, you know, Jesus is ever living to intercede. And we have, we have the ability 
to tap in to his his mind and counsel and and his intercession and 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 begin to intercede on behalf of whatever it is uh, you know uh, praying for our children, praying for uh, you know the president, praying for a city, whatever the intercession is. Uh, that's what I love. We have we have the ability to connect with Jesus and and pray. Now, one of the things that I've learned, Lisa, is that while I'm interceding, I don't stop until I feel a release. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And and basically, it it's. It could even, it could be a physical feeling right. or all of a sudden you just, you can hear the, sh- you feel the shift. So sometimes, but it can also be that when you pray, the next time that you pray, oh, guess what? That person's not popping into your head anymore. You're not even thinking about that person. Right. Gee, I'm not thinking about that situation anymore. Well, that's because that's, that assignment is over. Right. I'll tell you a story. I'll take one minute. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I had a pastor um, call me on the phone. And, um, we, uh, she has a ministry uh, in Glassboro, New Jersey. So she calls me up. She says, Mike, listen, I have a member of my ministry. Um, she's been with us for like eight years and all of a sudden she starts acting funny and contacts me and says, she's leaving the ministry, you know? And, um, she said, I just called you to ask you to pray. So I said, sure, let's pray for her. So here I am on the phone. Um, I just begin to pray in tongues. And all of a sudden, the Lord transported me and that pastor into the girl's bedroom. Okay. Now, while there, I seen uh, a demon spirit over top of this girl. Look like sort of like a vulture. And I rebuked that spirit. It lifted off the girl. And then next thing you know, me and the pastor were back on the phone. And, and she says to me, did you see what just happened? I said, absolutely. That's intercession. And don't you know that girl was delivered? That girl was set completely free. See, that's, 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 that's why it's so powerful. I mean, this is a supernatural life that we live as a son and daughter, you know? And so encounters like that, you know, they're the norm in the kingdom. Well, I think it's interesting that you started to say that you felt that most of the women who are moving into this new level all started in intercessory prayer, because that's definitely what happened to me. As soon as I got my spiritual language, I I was just praying because I enjoyed it and it, it just felt right. And then all of a sudden people start popping into my head and I start praying for different things, but I didn't understand it until somebody actually, I was working at a cosmetic I was working at a cosmetic counter and I was talking to this woman who happened to be a Christian and she said, you know, you're an intercessor, don't you? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I ran to a Jesus bookstore and I said, I, I need a book on intercessory prayer. There were four. That was it. And there was one that said the happy intercessor. And I said, oh, that's me. If I'm going to be an intercessor, I want to be a happy one. So that's the book I got by Benny Johnson. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a great book. It's a great book. But what it talks about, it talks about seeing in the spirit, right. which if, if you're a seer, God gives you images. So you sometimes see people. So you close your eyes and you're in prayer and all of a sudden you see something. That means you can see in the spirit because God uses our imagination to right. show us what we need to pray for. So right. what, but what you just described is just like it said, that um, I'm trying. It's not Peter who who traveled in the spirit. Who traveled in uh, Philip, 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 Philip? Philip traveled in Acts, the spirit. Acts chapter eight. He was transported fifty miles. Correct. So he went and he spoke to a king of Ethiopia. Right. But what was interesting, Peter, not Peter, Paul would often talk about. I don't know whether I was in the spirit or in the flesh, right. because sometimes it's so real. Because right. our we are created to be supernatural beings, just like you said, we, we are to be a son and a daughter is to live a supernatural life. And I think that that was so beautifully put because Jesus 
did supernatural things. Yeah, I mean, come on, he walked through walls. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? He walked on water. Yep. I mean, he calmed the storm, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so uh, he turned uh, water into wine. Yeah. Come on, you know, and uh, <clears throat> but what I want to say that that really is is powerful. You were talking about seeing, you know, I'm I'm writing a book right now. I'm almost finished. It's called Discerning of Spirits. And um, it's one of the nine supernatural gifts of the spirit where you're able to see. You know, discern actually means to see into the realm of the spirit. And I believe all intercessors um, and uh, prophets and anybody that has a deliverance ministry needs to manifest this gift because it enables us to see what spirit is manifesting. You know, God doesn't want to leave us guessing. He (laughs) wants us to know. So he wants us to see into the realm of the spirit. Anyway, I just wanted to share that, but, um, but, um, you know, uh, well, going back, going back to what you were saying about the, that the intercessors, that the women were, were, were started out as intercessors, right? That was the training ground. Yeah. So I think he was starting to, to train women to warfare. Ooh, that was good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, because I, I think this is the thing. Like Mike, when, when you're praying for someone, you know, you're, you're not, you're not yelling and shouting at the person, right. you know, you're, you're not fighting with this person. You know, it was, it's very clear, you know, we battle not with flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities, you know? So there are so many people and believers, especially who try to fight a spiritual fight on the earth. Right. And I think you can't do it and you can't do it. Right. And I think that's that's the beautiful part about women, because I I and I don't know if this is correct, but and maybe you can give me some clarity. But I feel that the, as women were being called to start to intercede, as women started to be called by the father and all of a sudden there became this hunger and this uh, they started to question about God and they started to watch stuff about God. Next, thing you know, they got their Bible. Next thing you know, you know, they went to some sort of church meeting and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Next thing you know, they got this supernatural language and then all of a sudden they're taking off and they're experiencing all this crazy stuff. But their husbands and their spouses were like, okay, what's going on with my wife? Because I think what happened is the husbands were always supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the home. But what has happened is it's kind of been the wives. Would you agree? Well, that has to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the word of God's very clear that the man, the uh, husband is the head of the home. You know, um, the Bible also says that, you know, the woman is the weaker vessel. But so but here's the deal, though, that I just want to say, okay, is this is that um, I think men need to take their rightful place as a as a leader a spiritual leader, you know, cause that's what we need to talk about. You know, it's spiritual leader in the home. I think there, there's been a, like, you know, there's been a lack of that, you know? And, uh, so, so the, so the fact is they're, they're, they're out of alignment. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I agree. And, um, when you're out of alignment, <clears throat> you know, the enemy likes to come in and, and bring, you know, uh, some, uh, division and confusion, you know? Um, but, um, you know, my thing is this, you know, if it wasn't for that praying woman, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, I believe that because these women of God have interceded and prayed, you know, they have, they have broke a lot of attack off their family. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I mean, even in the Bible, in the Old Testament, they would send out the wailing women. Right. <laughs> because, and, and this is something I always imagine. I just, as they start to cry out, their heart starts to break and their heart starts to cry out. And all of a sudden the father goes, oh, my girls. Oh, my girls. Wait, let me help my girls. Because I feel like he has such a soft spot for his daughters, not saying he doesn't have them for his sons, but there, there had to be something. There had to be a strategy to send out the wailing women before all the great battles. 
which in, it usually meant that they were going to be victorious. Am I correct in that? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, God, God is raising up, you know, an army of powerful women of God in, in this hour, you know, and, um, you know, intercessors and, and, and fivefold apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, man, there are apostolic and prophetic women right now in this earth that, that are powerhouses in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and so God is going to use them. You watch, you know, especially this year and in the days to come, God is going to use them to be the voice that he's called them to be. And no man can stop that. You know, we've been seeing a lot of jealousy in the body of Christ. You know, <clears throat> you know, jealousy is, is just somebody that's, that, you know, that's, that's weak and insecure. You got to pray for them. Well, you know? actually, if I can interject, um, what the Lord told, told me about jealousy is jealousy is a fear of you not being good enough. Right. That there's somebody better. So it's actually fear-based. Oh, I believe it. And it. what's interesting is that, you know, there, there are things, you know, what the Lord said to me when I, when I first sort of started out on this journey, and this was way before I had a talk show or way before like so much stuff, but I, I went to this meeting and I heard this woman speaking and, and I saw these other people doing this stuff. And I, I guess there must have been something inside of me. And so the Lord dealt with me and he said very simply, he said, Lisa, what I have called you to do, only you can do because it's been specifically and specially designed for everything that you are. He says everything that you're good at, things that you're not good at, it doesn't matter because this is made just for you. Nobody else can come in and steal it. He said, but that other person, it's the same thing for them. Whatever I've designed for them is specifically designed for them. You can't come in and take their stuff. And as soon as he said that, he said, there's no need to ever be jealous because what I have for you is for you. Nobody can take it. What I have for them is for them. You can't take theirs. And I it's just, true. and I it's thought, true. wow. And it just, from that point on, I don't, I, I get so excited when somebody gets promoted. I get so excited when somebody is doing something and they're, they're, they're reaching their destiny and they're walking into the fulfillment of their destiny because that, that's a beautiful thing because it was designed specifically for them. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, God has a plan and purpose, you know, for each and every one of us, you know, and, uh, you know, his, his job, you know, is to, um, is to use, you know, the fivefold to equip the saints so they can do the work of the ministry. And, um, and so, um, I believe, you know, even with women right now, I was just in North Carolina, um, uh, doing a three day, um, equipping, uh, training on evangelism, training that church on soul winning, you know, prophetic evangelism, you know, um, prayer evangelism and, uh, the, the, the apostles, a woman, you know, and, um, <clears throat> and so, you know, she's a really good friend of mine and, um, you know, her whole leadership, all of them are all women and, uh, powerful women. I mean, just really on fire. And, um, you know, so it really blesses my heart to see that because, um, you know, we're in a time right now, man, where God is just, he is releasing his daughters to yeah. do what God has called them to do. Now, you know, there, there's something that I feel is, is also happening. And it's also that there is going to be a greater fire or a greater anointing that is coming to the ladies, because I can feel that there's something stirring in my spirit. And I almost feel like there are are so many women who are seriously about to give birth. Right. Well, that's one of the things that, <clears throat> that the Lord showed me at some of these women, women's conferences is that, that a lot of these women are pregnant with God's dream. 
Okay, and they've been through the, the, the birthing pains, and they're at full term, they're giving birth, you know, and that's where God brings in the prophets as sort of like a midwife to help give them a little push so they can give birth, and that's where the prophetic ministry comes in and, uh, and, and releases them, uh, brings, you know, a prophetic word. But um, <clears throat> I do agree with you. I believe we're we're in a time right now where God is is um, is uh, manifesting um, uh, a greater anointing. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that. You know, the greater glory—that's what it is. You know, the latter will be greater than the former. So um, we're in a time right now where God is is releasing a greater anointing, and and here's here's the deal, man. I love this. You know, I'm seeing God use women in a powerful way, releasing miracles, signs, and wonders. Yeah. You know, you know, we're seeing, I'm watching it. I'm watching women release powerful uh miracles, signs, and wonders everywhere. So it's just we're in a, a very, very exciting times right now. Two things happening right now, and it's right out of Isaiah chapter 60, where it says, gross darkness shall cover the earth. You know? Yeah. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but my glory will arise and my glory will be seen. So in the mix of darkness, God's glory is rising. Powerful. Well, it's interesting because, like, one of the things that um, that I've been seeing is the light within us. Like, before John Paul Jackson went home to be with the Lord, he was doing lots of teachings. And one of the teachings he said was he was at a store. And he was just getting shampoo for his wife. And this woman kept walking back and forth, back and forth. And he thought he was standing in the wrong line or maybe he was blocking her. So he kind of moved and she's still looking at him and, and he couldn't figure it out. So she, she finally walked over and she said, I just have to tell you, you're glowing. And the Lord actually said to me that that's what's going to happen because it's going to become so dark from people just not so much that, that that they are so much in sin, but just that they just don't know that they're in sin. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That they're going to need. God spoke to me about that today. Okay. <laughs> and, and this is what he said. Okay. He said, people lie so much yeah. that, that they, they just, you know, they don't even know they're lying anymore. Correct. Well, you know, they say it says that the, the truth will become the lie and the lie will become the truth. Like in their heads. Right. You know, that there's that there's so much manipulation going on that people just don't even know. I mean, the other reason we people don't know their identity is because people are changing their identities. People are changing their identities almost every day. Well, I think I like girls. No, I think I like boys. No, I think I'm a man. No, I think I'm a woman. I mean, they people don't know what they what they actually are or who they are. They they have no clue. So but what what the Lord was showing me is that we are going to become almost like um, lighthouses that just like a lighthouse can lead a ship that's in a horrible storm into safety, that that's exactly what's going to happen is as these lighthouses go out, that his children who are so filled that as they go out, they're actually going to start drawing people closer to them, that, that people are going to see something inside of them that's so different and so bright. There's almost going to be like an illumination of sorts that they're almost going to feel like they are so they, that, that they have a light shining on them and they're going to be so drawn to them. And it's almost like the moth going to the flame. But as the moth touches the flame, the, the moth turns into a butterfly. Well, that's what it says in. Isaiah 60, that the, the Gentiles will be drawn to the light yeah. of the glory of God, you know? And so um, you're right. You're right. I mean, um, we are to be a light in this in this darkness. We're to, you know, we're the light of the world, Jesus says, you know? And so, um, and so I agree with you. I agree that we're to be a light in darkness. And um, I believe that people are going to be drawn to us, you know, they're going to see the light and want it. 
Yes, I definitely agree. And I, I think that what the, the other thing about women is women are so unassuming. Most women, and I'm not saying this, like, I'm just going to say most of the women that I know, they're not so much evangelists as they like to pray. They like to pray for people. They like to be intercessors. But I feel like you were saying there, you need to train them because to be an evangelist, you, you are going to be operating in signs and wonders. And because that's what evangelists do. They, right. they operate in those giftings right. very much so because it's the signs and the wonders that get the people to see the truth and the identity of Jesus. Right. We have to demonstrate the spirit and power of God everywhere we go. You know, it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and even to the end of the earth. You know, God gives us power to be an effective witness, you know, and so he wants us to demonstrate that power, not only in the church, but he wants us to take it out on the streets, in the marketplace, you know, and, um, you know, and so that's, you know, God is really, you know, I, I got to share this with you. I believe, <clears throat> you know, I just, cause it just dropped in my spirit. <clears throat> you know, I was interceding, um, recently and, um, and I had my eyes closed and Jesus appeared to me and he was weeping. Oh. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, why are you weeping? He said, Michael, I'm weeping. And interceding for the lost souls of the earth. Well, I'll tell you what, Lisa, it just broke me. Mm. I'm telling you, it just broke my heart because he's after the lost. He's after his harvest right now, you know, and that's why God's got me going from church to church, to church, to church, equipping the saints in soul winning and street evangelism. You know, I have watched people, women, about 13, 14 women in Charlotte, North Carolina, just recently, that were, they had a fear of rejection. Like, oh, if I pray, what, you know, but, but what happened, <clears throat> what happened was these women, once they got the training, once they got activated, I could not stop them from praying for people out on the street. I mean, it's like now all they want to do is win souls, you know? And so once you get a revelation that souls are God's heartbeat, you know, I'll never forget, you know, Jesus, you know, you know, he was out, he was on the beach, you know, he was walking on the beach and he bumped into who? Peter and Thomas. Yep. And he said to both of them, he said, come follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. You know, they immediately threw, it says they cast their nets down. They threw their nets down, stopped with their, stopped with what they were doing and they began to follow Jesus. And I believe that's a word right now. Yeah. For the body of Christ, that you need to lay some things down and begin to follow him because he's out there on the streets. He's, he's out there and he's calling the body of Christ to begin to fish for men. Yeah, but I think we need better bait. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that some people are not using the proper bait. I think that they need to get a fresh bait, if you know what I'm speaking about. Well... Well, you know, I have a, a training that I do. It's called prayer evangelism, mm-hmm. where where I take teams out on the street. It's very effective. Um, it's so effective. I, I led to over 10,000 people to Jesus Christ in, in 2015. But I'll just tell you this right now, that, <clears throat> that, um, that I do a, a teaching on prayer evangelism, where I take teams out on the street and we offer people prayer. I have not yet once had somebody turn me down. 
I'm telling you, everybody wants prayer right now. Yeah, I agree with that. You um, know, and yeah. so once once we get them to you know receive prayer, it's so easy to have pr- to have them receive Jesus at that point. You know, you ask them questions, you tell them, you know, we're from this such and such church. We want to invite you out to the church. You give them some literature and then you pray for them, get their information and have somebody from the church call them. I mean, this is so effective, you know, but this is the heart of God. This is what God's doing right now. It's harvest time. He's after the lost because here's why. Lisa, if these people don't get saved, they're going to hell. Yeah, I agree. I know. And that, you know, that just breaks his heart you know, and it and should break ours. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, I have a passion for souls. I have a passion for evangelism, you know, and this is not something for just an evangelism and evangelist rather. I mean, he's called the whole body of Christ to fish. He's called the whole, called the whole body of Christ to, to, you know, he commissioned them us all. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, that's for everybody, the great commission. And he also said to lay hands on the sick. Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes, you know, we, we stop and we say, oh, but, oh, but, and it's that, but that stops what God wants you to do. Right. Yeah. Because it's a fear factor. Yep. Yep. People are, have this fear in them to, to be bold, you know, and God is calling the body of Christ to be bold for Jesus, you know, and to get out there and demonstrate his power, get out there and, and share truth, pray for people and, and see these people receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you, if you really look at how Jesus did his ministry, he loved people. Right. That's it. He loved them. Somebody had a demon. He loved them. Got rid of it. Cast Somebody it right was down. sick. He loved them. They got well. He loved them. Right. He didn't judge them, which right. sometimes I, I think that, you know, we'll take scripture and we'll say, yes, but no, there it is. No buts. It's just love. Mm. That's all it is. And as, as we start speaking and walking and talking and showing love, it's easy to lead somebody to Jesus because they're not going to see you. They're going to see him because right. we're not made that way. We're not, we don't work that way without Jesus. But when somebody sees you and sees you operating in the fullness of his love, they see him. So it's an, it's an easy, it's like, where do I sign? (laughs) Where, Where do I, where do I go? What do I have to do? And, and the most beautiful part, the most beautiful part, because I, when I pray for people, it's usually, it's more prophecy. And as I start to reveal stuff to them and I get words of knowledge and I start to, they, they, how do you, how do you know that? How do you, it's, and it's so beautiful that you can say, your father knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows everything about you. It's true. He hasn't ignored anything about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He created you. So you were formed right. by him in your mother's womb. That's so true. I want to speak to the women right now. Absolutely. I want to speak to your um, listening to this broadcast tonight. I want to encourage every lady, woman of God tonight, that, that God is saying, be released. Be released into what Father God has called you to do. There's people listening tonight, and you're, you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. God has called you. And God is saying tonight, be released. Be released. Be activated. You know, forgive those that have hurt you. Forgive those that have suppressed you. You know, I repent tonight on behalf of all men. All men that have suppressed women. I repent tonight on, on behalf of all men that, that have held you back or perhaps have, have uh, you know, um, hindered you for, from stepping into what God has called you to do. 
But I'm here tonight to say, be released in the name of Jesus. Be released, woman of God. Flow in prophecy. Flow in healing ministry. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. God wants you to raise the dead. God, God is releasing a fire on women of God, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire on women of God right now that are reformers, agents of change that are going to bring transformation worldwide. And God is raising up powerhouses, women of God that are full of the Holy Spirit that are powerhouses in the kingdom of God that are going to, to, to bring healing to thousands and, 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 and they're going to lead, lead millions of people to Christ. You know, one of the, one of the first people that, well, actually the first person that Jesus appeared to was Mary. And then Mary took that word. God came to a woman he didn't come to a man. He came to Mary. So I want to encourage you. He's coming tonight and he's speaking to you tonight. Jesus is speaking to you tonight. He's saying, be released in the fullness of your destiny. Now, there's a couple women. There's some women uh, listening to this broadcast tonight. You have uh, a couple lumps on your breast. I, I'm seeing them in the spirit realm. And God's saying they're not cancerous. And I just pray they dissolve right now in the name of Jesus Christ, right now. There's a couple women listening tonight to this broadcast, uh, and <clears throat> you're having a problem in your thyroid. You're like, I can't lose weight. God is healing your thyroid right now. In Jesus' name, right now. I'm going to just pray because we're, we're running out of time. If you need a healing tonight, I want you just to lift your hands up no matter where you're at right now. Father, I release healing power through this broadcast right now. I declare that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. I declare healing. I declare deliverance. Stick your hand on your heart. If you, if you feel like you have a need tonight to forgive some people, just let it go. Just forgive. God is going to do uh, an inner healing tonight. I feel the anointing flowing right now. I feel the love of God being released tonight through this broadcast. Just receive inner healing tonight. Receive your breakthrough tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That is awesome. Now, if you guys want to connect with Mike, you can actually find him at MikeWills, W-I-L-L-S dot org. You can find out where he's going to be preaching and teaching, because I, I think there's going to be a lot more teaching and a lot more preaching. Am I correct? Yes, there is. Yeah. Sure. And I think you're going to be coming, you're going to be doing New Jersey soon, because we are in the New Jersey area, Tri-State. Yes, I'm going to be in, uh, actually, I'm going to be in New York City I'm um, doing a, a, a training for three days and three weeks in the Bronx. Awesome. Awesome. And is that on your website? Um, I'm going to put the flyer up on Facebook. Okay. Very soon. Which you guys can also connect with him on Facebook and they could just find you at Mike Wills right on Facebook. Yeah. Mike Wills. Yep. Okay. So, you know, please guys, you know, reach out to the people that have been on touch by prayer because they want to, they want to bless you. They want to encourage you. And I, I just, I think that this has just been such a powerful show for the people who've been listening, because I feel that this is the, the time that the Lord is saying that the, the more that you've been asking for, that he's going to give you. He's going to give you the more because there have been so many people who've been crying out for it. And I just feel the Lord saying, I am going to give you the more and it's going to be so much. You're not going to know what to do because he's not a God who gives just little bits. He gives you to overflowing. And I just feel that there's going to be such a, um, an understanding of some of the things that Mike has talked about. And it's going to really encourage you to take that step of faith to possibly go out and to get trained so that you can do and be all that God has called you to do. So this has been so much fun, Mike. And I just, I want to just bless you. I want to bless your book actually, because I think that this book is, uh, especially about discerning of spirits, this, the discerning of spirits is such a, um, a topic that people really 
kind of don't understand. And so the fact that there's going to be so much clarity in this, this is this is going to be a very powerful and life-changing book for a lot of people. And I think it's also going to take away some of that fear of deliverance because you, they're going to know that they're actually walking with the Father yeah. and this and not on their own. Amen. So I just release blessing over your book. I release blessings over your ministry. I just ask for increase in every area of your life. I also... Oh, I also ask that, um, that your reach become much further, that your hand becomes stretched. Amen. So this has been, this has been so much fun. So thank you so much. If you guys want to connect with Mike again, it's mikewills.org. So you yeah. can find out where he's, where he's leaving. And so is there anything else you want to leave with? No, or they can actually uh, connect with me on Facebook under Mike Wills. And uh, it was a real honor to be with you tonight, Lisa. Well, it has definitely been an honor. And thank you so much for all the blessings that you've poured out. Guys, I hope that you've been blessed as much as I have been. And just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.